he's like pouring his heart out. You know, there's only 50 people at this ceremony, very small. And all of a sudden, a bird just lands on her head. Welcome to What in the Wedding, a wedding planning podcast where we help you expect the expected. That's right. We said expect the expected because while you probably don't have a lot of experience in weddings, we do. So sit back, relax, and listen to us chat all things weddings. Enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Hannah Barlow. I'm Ashley Kirchner. We are back in What in the Wedding, and today we are going to talk a venue that suddenly closed its doors on all 2024 and future couples, wedding wins and womps, and our main topic, finding and booking those vendors because tis the season in January. Tis the season. We're here. All right. So do you have any news stories that you would like to I share? do. I actually have a really cool one. Okay. That well, then wrapped you do up, first. Um, that wrapped up kind of – I know we're done talking about 2023, but now there's little stories coming out like, oh, this photo won an award. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, so I'm excited to to see if this has happened to you. So this Canadian couple was getting married on a very intimate, like, mountaintop, gorgeous. Like, maybe we should upload the photo. It's that pretty. I'm like, where is this? I need to go there. And they're saying their vows. He actually is saying his vows to her. The wedding happened, like, September of 2023. Um, and he's, like, pouring his heart out you know, there's only 50 people at this ceremony, very small. And all of a sudden a bird just lands on her head. On her head? On her head. The bride's head? The bride's head. I'm like, hi, here I am. <laughs> and like, didn't move. And she didn't know what to do. So she just stood there and the photographer's like, this is amazing. So she just shot like a million shots of it. What kind of bird was it? So I can go back and look because I actually saw that. Not that that's up. important. To no, the but story. like I, it was some sort of like gray. It, it almost it wasn't looked a bald like, eagle. No, oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Like I literally have the picture right here. It kind of looks like a blue jay. Oh, because so it's got like its little long feathers in the back. It looks like a little blue. I mean, her face is like what is happening to me. Um, so it actually, as crazy as it is, it won the twenty twenty three international wedding photographer photo of the year award so this woman won she submitted it and she was like ah oh, why not and it won i'll have to look it up because i have not seen this but that's funny though and yeah. you know it, it, so cool that's the thing with in with these competitions and stuff which is actually something that i put in the notes to talk about next episode when you're looking for vendors and you're trying to determine like who's the best and stuff like that so cool wins you an award that she had no no idea. idea was coming no and i'm like has that ever happened to you has a random no. animal like well we have the one venue where the deer frequently photobombed the ceremony <laughs> yeah hannah and i side note we're literally trying to call the deer because one of our brides oh. was like i really want the deer and hannah like we're gonna do this and we're like why are we trying to do this? The deer are looking at us like, get away from me, lady. Like, I don't have time for you. And they're just at, that, away. at that venue, those deer are so used to people that they do eat out of your hand. And it was very they ironic do. that at the wedding where the bride wanted the deer, we could not get no. them within like 50 feet of us. They were, they were like, get away from me. Do not look at me. They, fe they felt our end of day vibe. <laughs> they really did. See, the only thing I have is like – that even pertains to a ceremony and an animal. Obviously, we know dogs walk down the aisle. That's not it. I had a wedding in an outside venue where there was a hound dog. 
that w- I think I told this story in a previous episode and he just kept howling and howling. And I, I don't was like, think, I know. I think that's another example of whenever you, we, we were talking outside of the podcast. Yes. Like, I, yes, I probably have told you this story and it just was like, I was having a meltdown because I was like, this is ruining the ceremony. And the hound dog just kept going, yes. no. <laughs> like, we're not talking like, oh, like so cute. We're talking like, oh, I was like, oh my God. And he's just trying to be like, I love you. And the down dog's like, not today. Didn't you run and tell the owner, like, you have got to get this dog to stop? So I started looking, obviously, naturally, where is this hound dog? Because hound dogs can travel. He was on the other hilltop from the man, where this uh, park is that we do a lot of weddings frequently. He was on the other hilltop. I could see him. That's how (laughs) far his voice was carrying. I was like, please, please, hound dog. And you know, I'm an animal lover. But at that moment, I was like, hound dog, you and I are not friends. Not in the middle of a wedding ceremony. I'm going to find you, hound dog. (laughs) No, I, I don't think, I mean, like we've had geese. Especially they like to come in on the lakes behind my brides and grooms, which. Right. Well, I'm feeling like this bird was like, they literally are in a rural area. Like they're in the middle of the mountain. on her head. That's funny. Probably because the bird's like, get out of here. Like, this is my home. Like, what are you doing in this, in the wilderness with me? Like, you don't belong here. I'm just kidding. That would, but it was so cute. We'll have to find a way to upload this photo because honestly, her face is so cute. I'll write it down and I will tag the um, bird photo. All right, so my news story out of Syracuse.com. This is related to our topic today, finding and booking vendors. Uh, So a popular central New York wedding venue has suddenly closed with all events scheduled for 2024 now canceled. That is wild and very stressful for everyone involved. They've been hosting events since 2013. Most wedding venues book a year more ahead, which, yes, we know. So the sudden closing will leave brides and grooms scrambling to find a new place to hold their wedding or reception. Let's talk about – because this um, – This happened before in our, near our area. Just yeah. last fall. Yes. Wait, that, what venue are you talking about? I actually don't know the name of it, and it wasn't my wedding, but she has been a bridesmaid in multiple weddings. Oh, got it. And had originally reached out for information, went with another photographer, but I ran into her at a wedding that I did. I think the end of summer and I said oh your wedding was coming up like are you excited about it and she's like well and she told me that a lot had gone on and that her venue had shut down and she had to scramble to find a new venue and she had a peak October date oh that's rough because then a lot of those venues are going to be booked yeah I mean what do you I'm talking about that event hall that was called Noah's Oh, I'm gonna... was, it, was it near Pittsburgh? Was it a Pennsylvania? Yes, it was, it was huge like a huge like national news. It was because like they closed throughout the whole country, right? And but it that was, was COVID related, right? Well, that happened a lot. They blamed it on COVID, but I guess that they were in dire straits before COVID. Like they were struggling to keep up financially, and so they COVID kind of just like threw them over the edge. Literally a dagger. Yep, it just had that was the end of it. And we had so many. The reason I even found out is because they started calling um, the venue I was working at and asking, you know, what dates do you have available? And I'm like, oh, it's COVID, sister. Right. We've got nothing. Like we right. were booked solid. We were booking like Fridays and Sundays and even like weekday weddings. That uh, not venue related, but that happened with a major dressmaker. Uh, what was that? Was that 2000? 18 but basically i don't know if you remember they filed for bankruptcy and according to bankruptcy law once that you know that paperwork went through or whatever 
any dresses that were in that store, even if they were already completely paid for, yes, were the property of the bankruptcy people. What? Sorry, if you're financial people, you're probably cringing at the way that I'm just We're not financial it. advisors here. So basically, <laughs> let's say you paid $2,000 for your gown. <laughs> my phone just fell on the ground. <laughs> Welcome to our- Welcome to our lives. Um, <laughs> They, you know, you took your dress in to get altered. Yes. As everyone does. Your dress is completely paid Absolutely, for. Yeah. You drop it off two weeks before your wedding to get altered. Bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Doors are shut. When those brides went to get their dresses, they were told you cannot have them because now they are the property of the bankruptcy gods. That's how it works. Anything within those buildings. So brides had no dresses a couple weeks before their weddings. And this is actually terrible. The money. To pay for it. And if you Google it, it was a major dressmaker. Um, the uh, letters are AA. I don't want to say Yeah, names, I know but, who you're talking about. Yes. Um, it was a disaster. But this is a perfect example of people closing their doors and it was basically like, And there's Sorry. nothing they can do, especially no. – here's my thing. Like if you know you're going to file for bankruptcy or say the IRS yes. is coming to audit you – why don't you give your clients a little heads up, a little headsy upsies? Well, because they're a huge big box store. The corporate people at the top do not care For sure. about they the don't little care. people at the bottom. But I feel like if I was like the manager of that yeah. store, I'd be like, come get your dress. Just don't ask me any questions. Just come get your dress. So there was a seamstress at one of the stores locally. Um, we could pull the, we could, I could try to pull the article and find it, but she got wind that this was going to happen. And she was the actual seamstress who's, who was doing all the alterations Oh wow! and she packed the dresses up in her car. And I don't know if she said like, Oh, I'm going to do some of the work at home. I don't know what she did, but she packed them up in her car knowing that she was not going back to work the next day. And she had those dresses for the breads. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. See, that's what I would do. Yeah. I don't care. It's illegal. I'm doing it. Yeah. It's not my property. Right. I'm not ruining someone's wedding day because you decided not to pay the bills. Ugh. That is terrible. That. See, it happens everywhere. And honestly, it's really sad, but it's even something as corporate as that is, it is still considered like a small business because it doesn't have, even though it's like a franchise, like it still can close its doors yeah. like that. Anyone can. Absolutely. We could. Oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope I, not, but I here mean, we go. Yeah. I always I joke with my couples, but it's not really a joke that if something happens to me. That's true. We don't know what's going to happen. My to husband's going to – he'll he'll figure it out because he's a great guy and he's organized. But, mm-hmm. like, if you don't back up your photos from your USB, like I always tell people, they're like, Hannah, that's extreme. I'm like, if something happens to me, my husband's going to – have to like look look for stuff for you and it it's not going to be easy for him nor is that going to be what he wants to worry about if his wife is gone yeah he's going to be like you're last on the list um and i have i even have you know a friend that i've given access to my bookkeeping system and i'm like if if something tragic ever happens to me and i'm not here here's how you find out who all my clients are and you call them and let them know they need a new right. wedding photographer yeah I mean, that's the same sad, i like, do the same it's true yeah my sister has access to all, all of my things, things happen oh yeah I mean, I could walk out and be hit by a bus today. It's got dark. <laughs> we just got real dark. Like we're talking about love and weddings and birds flying on people's heads, and you will die. Your like dress okay. is gone, and you'll get hit by a bus. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's wins and womps. Wins and womps. Do you have a winner or a womp that you would like to share? I actually don't have one this this time okay. around. Do you have one? Yes, mine is not necessarily wedding wedding related, but last month. I was forced to update 
my software on my Mac, oh, no. which you're not a Mac user, I'm but not. Mac, you have an iPhone though. So you can appreciate like when your phone updates, sometimes it just, your phone cannot handle. No, absolutely not. Uh, and the reason this is a huge deal is that in 2020, I was forced to update, which I would like to speak to the Mac, Adobe. Hannah people. needs a meeting. I need a meeting that you should not force these updates at peak wedding season. No, that's terrible. These updates should be forced like January through March when we are not busy. Why are you constant every year? These updates are forced on us October through December. And I have automatic updates turned off, but my womp turned into a win. So I am in the middle of... And this is a this is a win and a want more for wedding photographers, vendors. I was in the middle of editing and peak season last fall winter, and my MacBook laptop apparently has automatic updates set on it for Adobe, not the Mac iOS system. My desktop Mac, my iMac, has automatic updates turned off, which is what I want. I don't want to force an update in the middle of busy season because in 2020, I did that and my Mac was five years old and the hard drive like failed. (laughs) The hard drive's like, I I burned it up because it was tired and it was old and this new update was just too much for it. I had everything backed up. I didn't lose anything. It just sucked that my Mac had to leave my house for two weeks and I hate editing on my laptop. So I have them turned off for this reason, but my laptop automatically updated my Lightroom catalogs. So when I tried to, and I'd already edited half the wedding, when I tried to go back to the Mac, it was like, oh, this is not compatible because you have not updated because I updated on my laptop. And I was like, here we go. Oh my God. So here I am trying to back everything up, which is already backed up, but maybe there was like a week. Right. That like, since the last backup or whatever. Right. You know, I worry about these things. So here I am trying to back everything up. I also want to stay on task. And when I hit, I even posted on Instagram, when I hit the update, I was like, might be calling my guy in the Nintendo shirt with his Mountain Dew in his basement to fix my Mac again. (laughs) Um, I've seen this episode before. Uh, It was the same time in 2020. It was like November, December in 2020 that it crashed. Like, let me just give you a Christmas present. It, it worked. Oh, yay. It was fine. And I know that's a funny winter womp, but you photographers out there and videographers can appreciate the stress in those moments because the last time it said that it successfully updated and then whenever I restarted my computer, it just like flashed. <laughs> like it, right. we couldn't get past oh the Apple God. icon. And when I took it to the guy and I saw him in his Nintendo shirt, I'm like, you are the guy for me. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want some guy in a business suit fixing my computer. No, I want the guy in the basement. He's amazing. And yeah. he replaced my whole hard drive. I thought I was going to have to call him again, but I did not. I did not. And See, did it was a win all the way around. It was. See, that's, that's the, I actually just had a conversation with this a couple weekends ago with a photographer uh, a new photographer that I just Ooh. had a wedding with and I really, really liked her. She had a lot of our same energy, like just very like having a great time. Like it's all good. We're going to figure this out. Like let's yes. roll. She even had like a little belt with extra batteries on her. So I she could easily – that. It was awesome. I was like, hi, you look cool. Like you literally are ready for action. But she said she'd just gotten done with formal uh, – sorry, she just got done with a couple shots over um, outside of the venue and they were on their way back. And her husband was driving her. He was he actually second shoots for her sometimes for her weddings, which is super cool. And she said she got in the car and she, it was like a truck. So she was like hopped on there and her elbow hit a button on her camera because she has 
I'm not even going to know what this is. Okay. It's like a feature where you can – oh, my. It's like still in video shots on her camera, and you can flip back and forth yeah. from them. All our cameras have a video option. Okay. So you can flip them into – I don't want to call it a video camera because that's, that's so 1990. But, it, yeah, you turn them into like – Like live like, shots. Like what a videographer would use. Okay. Got it. So she started to get really nervous because yeah. she was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It went black. Like, her whole screen went black. And she's like, yeah. it's it's over. Like, she's has yeah. panic mode. She had other cameras with her, but she's like, no, this is, like, yeah. my main camera. Yeah. So sure enough, she just, like, turned it off and turned it back yeah. on, and it was just, like, a glitch. But I'm like, yeah. see? That's what I don't have to deal with. Right. That's- I deal with a lot of other stress, but that stress is, like, yeah. a stress I wouldn't understand. I recently upgraded my camera body. I shoot with Canon uh, equipment, and I up- – it's the same camera body, but it's, like, the version 2 instead of the version 1. So now I have two version 1s and a version 2, and the one thing they changed on the version 2 was where the switch from camera to video is, oh. and they switched it to where the off button is on the version that? one so on the version one i flipped the on off button now on the version two that on off button is the camera to video button oh, and let no. me tell you how many times because you're supposed to turn the camera off before you change the lenses how many times i'd flip to video take my lenses off which is just terrible on the lenses not having your camera off and then put it back on and start to like take photos and I'm like why is it not taking photos well because it's filming and luckily like I know immediately but let me tell you how many times I had thought I flipped it off and I just flipped it to video and I'm like how long was it like that and I hurry up and like look back through my photos and I'm like okay everything is there um but it's a thing and then sometimes like a wedding in November last year that we did I don't know what I did, but I hit some kind of button that I had no idea what I had done. And I literally turned to my second shooter and was like, here's my camera. I don't know what I did. Help me. But I'm going to need yours. And can you go get the third body? But she just turned it off and turned it back on and it fixed itself. See, I feel like it's one of these things. You turn it off and you turn it back on. But then it makes you nervous because you're like – what did I lose? Or like, is it malfunctioning is now? It and malfunctioning. I'm not going to know till I get home. So usually when that stuff happens, I just dump that body right away, pull the right. cards from it because, you know, pull the cards and uh, carry on with the third body. I love it. But no, I don't because I'm, I'm – this is why I'm not a wedding photographer. That's why I'm not a planner because I don't want to deal with see. angry people and confronting them. And see, <laughs> we are just in the right like, – I could never be like, oh, I'm sorry. You're too drunk. I'm cutting you off. I would I would die. Yeah, I have – that'll be my womp for next episode because I just had to deal with that again and I'm like – back in December and I'm like <laughs> guest – the trend for guest action back right. in 2023, it cannot go on to 2024. Right. I'm no. going to literally make it no. – so start making an announcement. And we were so sassy in the end of year – episodes when we were talking about trends and I felt like we were pardon me being too negative but yes (laughs) the rage the guest behavior was a thing as well Eh, that's what yeah I mean like guest action behavior like it not carry on into 2024 I don't know what happened in 2023 maybe it's like okay COVID's finally like a bit at out at bay like we can run free and let's act unruly I'm like no this can't happen everyone's stressed at the current state of the world yeah, absolutely. We've got a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on here. 20 minutes into our – we may have to break this up, part one, part two. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I can feel that vibe. So we decided that, y'all, that like rather than going super long because obviously you know Hannah and I can go off to- – We this is the whole point of this podcast, to have a good time, mm-hmm. go off topic, um, that if it goes too long, we're going to do a part two 
that way um, you can tune in and listen to the same episode, but not feel like, oh my goodness, this episode's never going to end. We got to get people, we got to get more people on Instagram. If you're listening, please go over to Instagram because I want to start posting like, do you like, like I was telling Ashley, the most of the podcasts that I listen to are well over an hour, but I don't listen to them straight through because I don't commute for work. So I don't listen. I just listen to them while I'm cleaning. I might listen over a week. Do you, do you, do you all like that? Do you want us to break it down into 30 to 40 minute segments and not go a full hour? Do you want us to do that so we can post every Monday or do you like every other Monday? Yeah. We need need all that feedback. I know. Please follow us on our social channels because that's how we can communicate with you. Yes. Okay. Love it. Let's move on to our main topic, which is going to be you're you're engaged. You probably got engaged in December, or maybe you got engaged last year and you were just getting through the holidays and now you're ready to plan. Yes. Planning your vendors. Enter the planner. Yes. Um, but first, what do we do? What do we always say you get first? Venue. And that will solidify your date. But how do you find vendors? How do you should you interview them? And the booking process. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about it. One thing great about venue shopping first is that a lot of venues have preferred vendor lists. Now, I say this lightly. Yes, please. Absolutely take their preferred vendor list for sure. Do not consider it your end-all, be-all, holy grail. You need to do your own research and work because those preferred vendors on that list may just be because they get along with them very well. Or they have a mutual relationship and understanding that they use them on their preferred list. I don't know a lot of venues that pay because they don't. A lot don't. Now, if you're getting into the cities, some do. I was going to just go off about all this. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Orlando does and like vendors will pay them to be on their preferred vendor list. Mm -hmm. But if you're in more rural areas like where we are, that doesn't happen as often because there's not that kind of money. But – I just tell everyone like, yes, utilize that preferred vendor list, but utilize it to like start looking like the not wedding wire, Google search, like that is going to pull up the bulk of your wedding vendors that are in that area. Also all the socials, just start typing in like where you live and whoever hashtagged that um, in their, uh, in their socials, they're going to pop up as well. So I say do your own research because then you're going to get the vendors that you really want. You're not just going to get vendors that are being you're being told to use right so oh i can already tell you that this episode is going to go long so part well, <laughs> well to part one um so let, let's start from the beginning so we're googling let's start with the googling i recommend everyone google it like google let's say you live in raleigh north carolina i'm picking like a random place raleigh north carolina wedding venues Yes, you're going to have a whole first page. What you need to know about the first page of Google is that Google asks us businesses to purchase Google ads. Correct. Money talks. If you pay Google, you are going to be at the top of that first page. That algorithm, yeah. If you pay a SEO expert, a Google expert, for what's called SEO, search engine optimization. What you are paying the person to do is to make sure that your website is pretty enough and wordy enough and attractive enough that when people Google you or Google Raleigh wedding photographer, Raleigh, you know, New York City wedding venue, I don't know, wherever you live, that you pop up on the first page. The people on the first page don't 
aren't necessarily the best. No, they just have paid. They might be be because like a lot of people who have been in this for a really long time and they've been in this a really long time because they're really great at what they do will naturally pop up on the first page because they, they, they're, they're great. They have a lot of reviews. They do pay for Google ads. They have great SEO for whatever, you know, and they're great. But what I recommend everyone do is look at that first page, but also go to page like two, three, and four. Absolutely. You're going to find some gems. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. People that are great at what they do and they don't need to pay for Google ads or they don't want to spend the time because like word of mouth is everything. Oh, it really is. Word of mouth is not going to put you on the first page of Google. No, it is not. (laughs) But that doesn't mean you're not good. I mean, that's 80% of my bookings. Yeah, is word of mouth. And we're not just talking like a small community. We're talking like people have a best friend in Montana that's like, oh, she had the best. I want you to come yeah. out to Montana. Yeah. <laughs> like, hello? I recently had a bridesmaid from a wedding I did last fall um, reach out to me and say, do you travel? And I'm like, I do. It's expensive because, you know, airfare and hotels. And she's like, so you would you would fly out? I'm like, yeah, if, if you want me there. Yeah, let's do it. You know, so yeah. and then you're not going to pop up in that areas. No, Google, not at all. Because we're not from there. No. <laughs> so Google's number one, word of mouth. Word of mouth, big one. Big one. I think that is probably your your best piece of mm-hmm. advice or a way to hire a vendor because it's you trust the person yes. that you're talking to. So yes. that's how I get a lot of my business. Yes. I know that you do too. Yes. It's you did their sister's wedding, their cousin's wedding, their best friend's wedding. It, it honestly is because they worked with you hand in hand and they're like, you know, they know exactly what they're going to get when they hire Hannah. They know exactly what they're going to get when they hire Ashley. So do you think that recommendations from family – Older family can be risky. Hmm. I guess it would just depend. I know. That's hard. Because I feel like Aunt Sally knows <laughs> Aunt Sally. DJ Danny D. I don't know. I'm making up DD. DD. DJ DD. I don't know. <laughs> uh, DJ Bobby Bob. Johnny John. I don't know. Uh, who's been a DJ for 50 years. You need him for your wedding. You know what? <laughs> She's laughing. You know, you know where I I'm know. going with this. No, I know. Is it's that word of mouth when it comes to that? Like, yeah, he might have been a DJ for 50 years, but he's still using the same equipment that he had in 1991. Yes, he's using CDs and CDs. I've seen it. People don't laugh. No, it's happening. Don't knock it. <laughs> I had a DJ recently show up with Manila folders Stop. packed with paperwork. Okay, good night. <laughs> and he actually wasn't terrible because I was shocked. Um, but he was like flipping. He had like alphabetized, yeah. Oh, for sure. So he he yeah. actually wasn't bad. But it made me real nervous because I have seen older DJs, and there's nothing. These they're just they're out of style. They don't know the new beats. Yeah, they haven't they kept up. They haven't. And progressed. I shouldn't have picked yeah. DJs. It can be the same with photographers and videographers. Like, oh, you know, Uncle Dan used to do video back in the '90s, and Mom's like, just have Uncle Dan. Like, he's not going to charge you six thousand dollars for a videographer. It's just your wedding video. Right. You do want to take – I guess that's the that's way you were that. That's what I meant that. by word yeah. with – Like Aunt like, Sally yeah. is like, you know, just not up in the right. vendor game and right. not sure – like, it, it, I, you know, we've talked about this right. in a previous episode. It's, it's happened to a lot of my couples. It happened to me where you're just like, no, you have to use this person. And you're like, whoa. Right. Let me research it. Right. Let me figure and it out. And then they're upset if you don't use that person. Or like hair and makeup. Like maybe you have a lady that does absolutely phenomenal cuts and color. Is that how – like I'm not a hair person. Yeah, I've never done my hair in my yeah. life. Cut, cut and color? Color yeah. and cut? I don't know. Um, and she is like the best at what she does. 
but she's never done an updo in her life. Don't hire her for your wedding hair. No, absolutely not. That's somebody you go to get your hair done, not to some to right. do your hair on your wedding right. day. So if someone's like, you know, she just you've gone to her for ten years. How can you not have her do your wedding hair? Well, that's not what she specializes in. That's like asking me to do newborn photography. <laughs> no, those people are magicians. Right. Right. They do. They specialize in that for a reason. For sure. Even with makeup. With do you know what MLMs are? Don't say any like MLM names, but like yes, yes, yes. Okay. Don't do not hate on me, people. Do I have to cut it? I out feel the hate episode? coming. I know. <laughs> Just because they've done that MLM for fifteen years and drop a catalog in your mailbox does not necessarily mean that they're going to be able to give you full wedding glam. Some can, but that's another example of like. Just do your research. Do your research. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a huge – I look at – I tell people like this. People just want to get their vendors booked ASAP. I think that's great, but take the time to do the research. Yes. Even if it's like two days worth of research and you sit down yeah. with your partner and you're like, okay, I've done all this research. Have he or she do that same research. Right. Then you can both sit down, write a pros and cons list, mm-hmm. and then you'll have your vendors. Yeah. Done. It was a 48-hour process. Reviews are great. Yep, we said reviews are awesome. But I also yeah. feel like – can we hear that car driving down the road? Probably, Very you know. Truck. That, that truck. He's <laughs> – truck, but you no, need to quiet down. I think you can read through bad reviews. I think anyone can see when it's just a Karen coming through to For sure, just to be mean. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen – I had friends who had like – they were like, this wasn't even a client. I'm like, then reply to that review and say, I'm sorry, I think you have the wrong person. You were not a client of mine. Correct. Yeah, you can, can say see that. through the bad reviews. If someone has a hundred five star reviews and two one star reviews, go read the one star reviews. But the thing, the issue that I have with reviews is that even I'm guilty of it. Like I had a bad car buying experience recently, and I had the whole negative review written up in my head that was going to be honest and factual with receipts to follow it up. And I never ever posted it. I know. Yeah, I feel the How same way. How often do you leave like a bad review? It. I've only done even it, when it's deserved. Oh yeah, I've only done it once in my life, and it was just right. that much of a horrific experience that I was like, nobody should be going to this. Right. It was a dentist. I was like, nobody should be going right. to this because it was absolutely disturbing. Right. It had to get to that point because I'm like you. If I had a bad experience, like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna Ugh. write a review, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like sitting there thinking in my right. head. But I'm like, I'm just not that person. No. People so, have their off days. Right. People will have their bad times. And there are some businesses, you know, where couples have come to me because, you know, we we become very close with our couples. A lot Absolutely. of our couples after the fact become friends. They feel like that we are their confidant and that they can be honest with us. And we also, we might talk amongst each other, but I will never, ever badmouth a business even when I know facts. If someone's like, what do you know about this person? I'm not going to be like, well, Same. No. well, let me tell you what I know. What I will normally professionally say is, well, here's some others that you could consider. But I don't ever say anything bad. And if they decide to go with that vendor, I'm never going to be like, oh, you're going to have a dime. Or like, I just act like everything's fine. I've worked with this person before. We'll make it happen. And they never know that I have experiences. But I feel like when my couples come at me just to vent their frustrations, I have said to them before, then just if you're that upset about it, just leave a very honest it doesn't have to be lengthy. It no, doesn't have to be an bashing. Yeah. Leave an honest review so that this doesn't happen to another couple. And they never, they're like, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. And I get it because I, I can never do that. But I'm that's what I'm saying way. about yeah. reviews are great, but a lot of the times only the good is left. For sure. And not necessarily the inconvenience right. or maybe it wasn't a right. huge issue, but right. like things that couples would want to know. Right. And that's when you circle back around to word of mouth. 
Yes. Because I feel like that is a true. That's what you're going to find out. Yes. That is a true indication of what it is to work with that vendor. Right. I had a, um, a couple years ago, I had a bride I saw and she was a bridesmaid and uh, she said something about a vendor and I looked at her and I was like, you know, I took them off my preferred vendor list. And she's like, oh, I was just being nice because I thought you were friends with them. I said, well, because <laughs> she was saying nice things. And I right. said, no, I am friends with them. I said, but your wedding was the last straw for me. And and then she was like honest about it after that. She was like, yeah, I couldn't believe it either. But she was like saying nice things to my face because she thought yes. it was going to hurt my feelings. And I'm like, yes. and she had gotten this vendor from my preferred vendor list and then oh, it was a man. flop on the wedding day and I yanked that name so quickly mm-hmm. never told the person though because again we're friends um but that's a perfect example of like th- she was being very sweet it's me isn't nice. it I'm done with you you don't announce family formals for me and you do it for other photographers and it's unfair hey that was not a good time I don't know what I was doing it's like, aunt Susie aunt Susie to the front of the building oh, yeah uh no but you know, and then she was honest with me after that and was like, yeah, and told me all the stories. And I'm like, girl, did, like, did you ever leave a review? She's like, no, I never did. But if you talk to her, she's going to tell you, but she's not going to leave a review. So word of mouth. Word of mouth Our is powerful. hired them. Yes. Word of mouth is powerful. We were also having, and honestly, I know that you won't, but I don't, because it's defamation. So I do not do that. I don't, I don't want to get into that legality with other vendors, but I will be honest. I'll say, they're a great vendor for some couples. They're not a great vendor for other couples. Mm-hmm. You really need to do a little interview with them, get them on the phone, see how you like their style. Right. Talk to I can give you other couples that have them. I will do that because I know if there's been situations that I've had with them before, I don't want that happening again. Right. So, and I think that's just the the, the actual wedding planner me right. where I get so close with my couples right. that I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you just a couple examples of what happened. If right. you don't love that, then right. you probably need to think. And elsewhere. I know that there's been situations where certain vendors have called me and said, "Hey, I have a client, and the parents, or you know, sister or bridesmaids, maid of honor, I I don't know, are a little difficult, and I'm afraid this photographer will pack up and leave." Or just let them have it. And I know that you will grit your teeth and smile and give them a great day. And I will. And I got hired for that wedding, knowing going into it that it was going to be a difficult day, but like I was not going to cause an issue. But on the flip side, there's other even planners who Mm -hmm. have said, I I recommended you, but I doubt they'll book you because they're so quiet and calm and they, they, you will overwhelm the them. energy won't match. <laughs> They'll be like, who is this lady? Same. I know. I can tell. Like, there's already one actually that um, I'm starting to get more coordinators with me. And I looked at them and I said, our energies do not match. I will make you feel very uncomfortable. I'm right. very intense. But my full time wedding coordinator is going to be like amazing with you. She's right. low energy, right? Cool vibes. Like, right. That's the fit. Yep. But I, I can, you feel that when you're meeting yes. with a couple, like yeah. it's just, it's not anything to do with like, oh, I don't like you or you don't like me. It's really like the energies don't match and you're going to feel, I'm going to make you feel overwhelmed. And the vibe. Yes. When you interview people, go with your gut. Yes. If you feel like something's off. It's off. It's off. And that's okay. It may feel off for that vendor too. Yeah. Like I can tell you, I literally just had, it's one that, um, I'm not taking any more for 2024, but I was like, you know how we're always like, oh, well, maybe. And I had a conversation with them. They're at a newer venue in town. 
And the last conversation I had, it was just very off. And so I emailed them and I'm like, hey, just so you know, Mm -hmm. da 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 da, if you still want to meet like in person, like I was willing to give it an in person try. And I haven't really heard anything back. And that's okay. That works for me. And if I don't hear from them, like, hey, just so you know, I'm really close with this person and this person for a day of coordinator, I highly recommend them. And that's who I am because I know that like I have other coordinator friends that in wedding planners that would do the same thing. Yes. Like, hey, we didn't work out for us, but I want them right. to still have a great day. Right. And that bridesmaid I mentioned earlier, she has been the amount of weddings that she's been in for me in the bridal party and as a guest. I, I, I can't even count. Like I, at this point, like <laughs> I know her friend. and her husband and I'm like, hey, but I didn't do her wedding. And she actually almost booked me. Contract was out. Meeting was scheduled. And like the night before when I went to confirm – she was like, actually, unfortunately, we decided to go with another photographer. And at the time, I was like, wow, we got through this whole process. Right. I thought it was like, you know, I was shooing for this because she had, you know, reached out and we had done the contract and everything. Um, and I never, ever asked her because it's none of my business and I've seen her since. And But then I saw her wedding pictures and I was like, ah, dark and moody, very trendy, Not the vibe. very Not the dark, vibe. very looking away from each other, very serious. And the photographer she hired, very well known, but she's very like trendy, like just the way she does things is very different. And that, that was what I needed. I was like, yeah, I understand. Absolutely. But I was before, not the like, photographer for her. Yeah. I, w- I was not. I would have never been able to, in her pictures are gorgeous. Yes. So she probably had a gut like moment where she felt maybe obligated to book me because I know her. Yeah, she you know her many so weddings, well. But I could not produce yeah, the, what she the wanted. work that she wanted. Yeah. See, I or think the that's- the experience that she wanted. See, I, I don't think, know. Again, it's yes. none of my business. I'll never ask. But it made sense to me. Just trust your gut. Yeah. Trust your gut. It's honestly a humbling experience for wedding vendors too. Like we think we're like, oh, we're perfect for that. Oh, we're perfect for that. And right. I think over the years of doing this yes. and you too, we now get it. Like at the beginning, it was like, oh, I'm it so hurtful. Hurt. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now I'm like, no, I so get it. Let me help you find a vendor that is going to work for you. I'm like the opposite now. It's wild what time will do for you. It's wild what maturity will do for you. But I agree. A gut feeling is yeah. absolutely a big deal. If you meet with someone and you're taken aback and you just don't feel comfy and you don't feel confident, you're going to have to spend a lot of months talking to that person, emailing that person, maybe texting that person. And then depending on the vendor, I mean, your florist, you don't spend your whole day with your florist or hair and makeup, but some vendors you spend a good majority of the day with. If you're not getting good vibes and good fuzzy feelings at the initial meeting, no, it's not a fit. No, it should be good at the initial meeting. It should be so excited. You should be so excited when you yeah. get off the phone that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited they're a part of my day. Yeah. That is the feeling that you're looking yep. for. And you'll know it because pretty much after a lot of my, all of my couples calls, they literally are emailing like, I cannot wait. I am right. so excited. Like right. if I don't get that response, I'm kind of like, you know. oh. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, we both know. And that's fine. Do not feel bad about that. No. You're not obligated. And if someone's pressuring you car salesman style, no offense to car salesman, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And like just trying to lock you in before you walk out the door because it's a lost sale. It is. But yes. if that doesn't vibe with you, no. No, it's fine you to walk away. You are not obligated no. to sign. And like you had said, maybe walk away for a sec. Don't sign the contract on the spot. I always tell people at consults, I want you to get in the car and talk about me. Absolutely. Because there's yeah. going to be things that you want to say without me sitting here. For sure. Or like a question I would tell everyone, like I know 
you probably couldn't think of all your questions now. Right. Feel free to go home, yep. think on it, send yep. me an email. We can hop on another Zoom yep. right. and chat. This is your wedding day. Yes. It's a big purchase. It's a big day. Yes. It's a big day of purchases. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about red flags. Ooh, the old red flag. Oh, red flags. So no contract. That's a red flag. Yes. That was on here. Word of mouth. Word of, like, not, I'm sorry. Like, not word of mouth, my brain. Uh, the verbal contract. Yes, I'll be there. I'll be there. No. no. Don't ever be like, yeah, that's what I'm working with. No. You'd automatically need to be like, no, I don't trust that. Right. I actually had a wedding that she booked a month before her wedding. So she booked in October for her November wedding, mm-hmm. which is completely cool. I love that. I love doing like turnaround weddings like that. And her one DJ was saying, oh, yeah, I'll be there. And I looked at her and I said, I'm just a little nervous. Sure enough, she turned around. She's like, unfortunately, I don't trust that. I'm going to book someone yeah. else. So contract. Yes. That's a big thing. Contract and retainer, honestly. I was gonna, that was my next thing. What? How do you feel about no retainer? No deposit. No, unfortunately. Like, it's a no for me. What if it says in the – what if you have a solid cloud contract that says no retainer is due up front? This is the date. All payment is due day of the wedding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. It's a no for me. The reason being is – I think I'd be okay with it. With a solid contract – I mean a solid contract, but then you're like, okay, if say something does happen, you're basing on the legal system to then come to bat for you and your lawyer. So I just – Don't you think that more or less falls on the vendor? Because someone who's willing to not take any money, that couple could run. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at it from a vendor and a couple perspective. Right. We're just talking people. Like, we're just well, – this isn't discussed ahead of time. We're no. just literally we having We have no idea what we're going to say to each other. <laughs> we're not experts in this. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> Don't ask me about anything legality. Like, yeah. it's not happening. Um, For the couple, that's a great win. But at the same time, maybe not because I have some couples that are like, I want to get that payment out of the right. way. Like, I want to get you paid off, yes. checked, marked, you're done. And where others are like – I just feel like it's weird. Like I would say 90% of vendors that I work with take some sort of retainer. Yes. It might be a small amount. Probably. Yeah. Probably more than 90. But I know it's a lot. I have very few vendors that are going to say, oh, everything is due at the end. Let's be honest. It's a very expensive weekend. It's a very expensive day. Mm -hmm. People don't want that final cost at the end. They want to make sure they can chip away at it. Because the amount of money that you spend in those last two weeks for last minute things, a venue telling you something different, your your guest count changing, there are so many things that come to play. Like a lot of my couples look at me like, I have a dollar and 35 cents in my bank account. Yes. Because they're literally like, I'm not pulling any more from savings. I'm not putting any more in a credit card. Like this is it. We're done. loans for weddings. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm just like, this is a big deal. So we'll get into, that's a part of it too. So I require a retainer contract, of course. And then I don't have a payment plan. I know some vendors do like, you have to make a payment at nine months, six months, three months, and then like the rest. Uh, my couples can make payments at any time if they want to with a digital invoice. They don't have to after the retainer is paid, and then they can pay me. They have to pay me two weeks before the wedding is when the balance is due. But when I tell other business people that I do this, because you know when we do lunch and coffee and things, especially this time of year, we have time to you know talk business. People are like, "Well, I don't allow anyone to pay because I need to. I need to know when the money's coming in." They don't. The way that they manage their business money is banking on having that amount come in that month of the wedding. So they don't allow early payments to come in. Which makes sense. Because then they spend yeah. it. 
Yeah. Or they don't plan for taxes. And that's just their business strategy. So that's why even with the retainer thing, I think you should have a retainer. Yeah. But as long as I had a contract, I'd yes. be okay with it. But that's why a vendor might tell you, no, you can't make payments because the way that they balance their financials right. is based on the money coming in that month of that job. For sure. I think every vendor does it differently, for sure, as far as how the retainer right. goes when they want paid. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, and I think if you have an ironclad contract, right. you're fine. But just know you might have a situation where a couple right. is going to cancel on you. Right. And, and they really don't have to give you anything. If there's like a probable cause or something that may right. have happened, like you better be prepared for that terrible Google review if yep. you try to file suit and things like yeah. that. Like it's just one of those things. Yeah. It's a real gray fine line. Yeah. I know a business that destroyed themselves um, in 2020 because they kept – Every they they were a three six nine twelve month like twelve months before the wedding they collected so much nine months six months three months come March April twenty twenty when those weddings were supposed they were fully paid and they would not refund a cent and that was part of the contract and the couples like faced that but word of mouth got out oh for sure and that it was always the, will. and I get it like a lot like a lot of us businesses struggled we didn't have tens of thousands of dollars to refund people. But this particular business was just like, well, it is what it is, and kept tens of thousands of dollars in March and April of 2020. Like, we had no idea that was coming. No, absolutely not. And we ended up getting stimulus. A lot of business, you know, got stimulus money. Right. Never was paid back. And to this day, I still hear people talking about that. And it's destroyed the word of mouth for that business. And it's oh, sad. It is sad. It'll be, it'll be years before they can recover from that. Oh, that's terrible. But that's like one of those sticky situations. It's like I can see both sides of it, but I can see both word sides, of yeah. mouth. Like that word of it's mouth killer. will destroy you. It's great or it's killer. Yeah, for and sure. And there's some clients that get so crazy that they will get their friends and families on the Google reviews. And every single member of that family is leaving their own Google of re re review to drag the star rating down. I would say more than anything you could, if something happens during that wedding day that like really made them upset, what's worse is money. Mm -hmm. People and money, mm -hmm. you just don't mess with that. Mm -hmm. I had a similar situation, not a similar situation, but I had a situation, I don't have very many cancellations, but I had one last year with an issue with, um, I'm not going to talk about their personal, but their, the wedding was canceled and I felt so terrible. Mm -hmm. And I had a long conversation with her and I said, listen, we've done five planning meetings yeah. um, where I drove, you know, to Pittsburgh yeah. and, and met with you. And I said, but uh, your final payment is not due and I will mm -hmm. refund so much of because I take 50% retainer. Right. I said, I'll give back, right. you know, some of the retainer as well. It's just so that I can cover my meetings you were, with you. You were getting paid for the work you had already done. Yes. But I was very much like, and she, and she was more than like, oh my gosh, thank mm -hmm. you so much. Like she was like, thank you for even doing that. Right. You could have just been like, no, in your contract, it says your retainer is lost. Right. And I was like, absolutely not. Like I want to make sure right. you're going through a devastating situation. Right. And that's kind of like, you know, you've mentioned you have to remind people about like, feeding vendors because you get a lunch at work. It It's the same thing. Like imagine if your nine to five job said, oh, we're going to take back the last three months of pay from your bank account, even though like we've already paid you because like this job didn't pan out. The difference is, is that we don't have the money yet, but we're doing the work. Correct. So I do the same thing. I had four weddings canceled last year. 
Oh, or it was the worst year for cancellations for me. So four weddings were canceled. Wow. Um, it was unbelievable. Every time I got an email, I'm like, this, this, this is insanity. Like, <laughs> is what this is happening? happening? What is happening? And what I do is the retainer is, is non-refundable unless I can rebook that date with another couple. Um, and that basically covers, I, I price it at an amount that basically covers the bookkeeping, the meetings that we've done in the engagement session, because I've already deli- done, drove, done the photos, done the yeah, work, delivered the photos. They have, the yeah, work. they have yeah. the photos. Um, and then that covers that. And then, you know, I will refund anything that was like extra that they paid through the last couple of months, but usually there's was nothing due until I've never had a wedding canceled within a month. It's Same. always been like pretty far in advance. Same. Yeah. If anything, it's like, they're so excited that last month that they right. have their vendors locked in at that point. I've never had, like I've had other wedding vendors say that. And I'm like, man, that's a wild decision to make a month before your wedding. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm going to cancel you. I'm going to go with this other person, maybe to save like a thousand dollars, which in part two we'll be discussing. Yes. Different pricing yes. and you get what you pay for. Yeah, and then that's next episode. That's not going to be part two. Oh, we're not doing that. No, right. I still have so much more to talk about. So let's finish red flags. Okay. Let's then we'll red close flags. it out and then we'll start part two for next week. You guys are going to be getting. I'm fast forwarding it. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I got a lot of red flags here. Okay. <laughs> Websites. <laughs> let's talk about website red flags. What's a red flag for you when you pull up a website? Do you have any? Maybe you don't have any. Uh, that's a fine line because it's one of those things too. Like, does the a wedding vendor just not want to put that much money into a Correct. website? That's what I was going to say. If their social media, which is like free, right. isn't right. up to date, that's a red flag. Do you think though, or do they just book so much because they're so good at what they do that they don't have to waste time doing that? Yeah. There's one vendor in town I can tell you right now is absolutely <laughs> yeah. amazing. And no social media. Finally just got on Instagram. Right. <laughs> like, forced well, hello, it. friend. Right. Like, and people are like, I don't trust hiring him, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just trust me. Go right. to your in-person meeting. Right. His shop speaks for itself. Yes. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's not necessarily a red flag for me. It's more of like, mm, let's find out more about what this vendor can offer me because they're not – it looks like they're not up to date. But right. like I've heard so many good things about them. This is where word of mouth mm-hmm. and a preferred vendor list and venue and your other vendors. Like we would automatically be say the same thing about this person. They're absolutely yes. amazing. Pricey, but amazing. You get what you pay for. Yeah. So you're going to get the best of the best. They're expensive for a reason. Yes. Their stuff looks just so high end. You can't stand yeah, it. Yeah. It's like they're doing a city yeah. wedding in a small yep. rural town. And I also think that it, it can be, not always, it can be a red flag when the social media is so over the top, 15,000 followers, a new reel every day. Not always, but it's like I have heard from, you know, client not my clients but clients of people who have these active they're like yeah they keep telling me that they're gonna get me my wedding photos but like they're dancing around on the you know and posting all this stuff like it's very clear that they're prioritizing their social media Compared over their, their client's work. product yeah and again word of mouth that's what people are talking about not the service that the person provided but the fact that they're still waiting on it yes while their social media is gaining followers at the same time right they're more obsessed with one part of their business than the other than the actual- this podcast is probably not helpful at all because we're like well social media is a great thing but it's not a great thing but their website should be really good <laughs> but if it's outdated <laughs> yeah and also you have to realize that vendors can like anybody can we can put post to post later on like future posts out there right. so it may look like they're active but they're actually not right. they actually just have pre-planned and right. these posts are coming yes. out 
that's a lot of my social media. That's who handles all of my like posting as like just a normal post on Facebook or Instagram. That's already been pre-planned like months ago. So that is not me working on it. That's literally just I had pre-planned it. So that could be it, honestly. So I wouldn't take that. It really is just the interview. Go with your gut, word of mouth, and just having a good feeling about that person. I know I say go with their gut, but like I say, like if you don't didn't love the first interview, meet them in person or go on for a second one. If you're like, oh, but I still really like them. I like their work. Like give it a second try. But if it still doesn't feel like that's right and the word of mouth isn't there, then that's when I say move on to the next. No, I think it also depends on the service. Like a wedding venue, a baker, a florist. I'm trying to think of other people. They they don't necessarily need the photos to look perfect. They're not photographers. They don't care about that's not the service that they're providing. But I think that a photographer or a videographer or even maybe hair and makeup should be able to provide a decent picture. So I think, again, it depends on, you don't want to go on a photographer's website that's outdated and all the photos are really dark and they're like blurry glamour shots from 1990. Yes. You do not want that. That's a concern. That's a concern. I feel like it's the vendor website that you're going on. But a florist who's posting cell phone photos of a bouquet they did, you can tell if the bouquet is beautiful. Yeah. And they're florists. They're not photographers. They don't care about that, nor do they have the time. So I think go off that. But that's why I'm glad that you said like, the variety and how we schedule posts and stuff because a photographer's website without variety either means they're brand new or they're showing you styled shoots, my opinion. But if you go on their socials and it's the same couple for as long as you can scroll, I would check that out. Maybe ask if you can see a a real wedding gallery or or like some variety. I don't know because that just, if you don't, and maybe they're new, but you need to see something. Yeah, for sure. Because if they're brand new and have only done a styled shoot, it's risky. But again, shout out to the couples who hire the new because I was a new photographer. Someone hired me with zero wedding experience. This is where we're talking about like where budget comes into play because it's like sometimes you're like, ah, my budget only allows Mm -hmm. this. I think you can still have that interview process. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because if you connect with a photographer that may be a new photographer – Thank you for giving them a chance. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those first couple of years that took a chance. I mean, that's risky. Yeah, it is for sure. But you know that like it's a good gut feeling when you know that they are working hard for you. They're figuring it out with you. Like that's a great feeling. And some couples are like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. My friend Carrie hired every single one of her vendors because she was on a budget paying for the wedding herself. And she jokes and she's like, I hired everyone because they were new or cheap. (laughs) She had a great (laughs) wedding because she did her research. Yes. I was going to say she did her research, which once again, this has been like the theme of this research. I People are like, oh, it takes so much time. Well, this is your wedding day. I hope that you're taking all the time because that's really important yep. to take the time to really get the best of the best that you want. Yep. I think if anything, it's like, well, what do we do with cars? We don't just go out and I would. I'm spontaneous. I'm the worst. And that's probably why I had a bad car buying experience. See? See? <laughs> Learn from my mistakes. Okay. <laughs> Here we are saying we're going to go short. Let's wrap up part one and uh, do we want to just post this the next week like just keep it going we don't wait two weeks do we no we don't need to wait two weeks when we're doing a part one and part two well that's you've been listening to part one of booking your vendors and you've been listening to another episode of what in the wedding you have so don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get updates when we release new episodes and leave us all those stars and of course you can find us on instagram facebook or you can just email us at what in the wedding at gmail.com with all your thoughts and questions see you next time Bye. bye